0: Of the Ukrainian football podcast tonight. For Those of you who are our regular listeners, you know that we haven't been talking much about the Persia Druha Liga over the last few weeks as we've been sort of summarizing the UPL and getting excited about the Euros. Tonight, we've got a jam packed episode. We've got everything from the Persia and Druha, and we've got some fantastic guests lined up as well. First of all, I'd like to introduce Our great, our Kharkiv British native, uh, joining us on his bank, well, it's not still his bank holiday, but it's great to have him (laughs) here. We're going to be talking to him a little later in the show today and trying to get an understanding of what's going on over there in Kharkiv, Uh, Neil Holloway. Evening Uh, Neil, how you doing mate? Evening Adam,
1: thanks a lot and thanks for inviting me on again. Uh, I'll try and say some things about Kharkiv, but it's as complicated as it is. It's the usual soap opera that you get me on here to talk about, so it's carrying and on. And we've still not got an
0: answer from you. <laughs> we've still you. not
1: got an answer, no. <laughs> I've heard about 20 different rumours in the last week, so we'll come to that in a bit anyway. <laughs> Certainly. And it's great. We've got
0: an, a new guest joining us tonight. He's, he's in Lviv, but he's... Uh, I think he's an Odessa native, you can correct me wrong on that. We've got Yuri Sebov, who is a Chornomorets Moritz expert. And of course, Chornomorets. Moritz, congratulations on the promotion this season. Yuri, good evening. How are you?
2: Fine, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to see you. First of all, thank you for the invitation on today's meeting. It uh, will be great to discuss the Chornomorets. Moritz. And first of all, also, I want to congratulate to all fans of Odessa, of all supporters of the club, uh, with our promotion to the Ukrainian Premier League finally. So it would be great. It will be great to discuss after the more focused about it.
0: That's great. It's great. And to kick off the show tonight, we're very honored to have Artem Gagarin. Good evening, Artem.
3: Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, let, let me speak uh, Ukrainian, Slavo Ukrainian. There we go,
0: there we go. Now, uh, Ukrainians listening, you probably know autumn from uh, a few different places. Uh, for those of you who aren't in Ukraine listening, now, Artem's here today to talk about Kryvbas Kryvyi who is one of the most, one of the historic clubs in the Ukrainian league. Artem is the vice president of the team and we're really looking forward to learning a bit more about the project going on down there in uh, Kryvyi and first of all Artem congratulations on your promotion as well this season.
3: Дякую, ну, в нас була ціль, але ми так казали спочатку, що наша ціль це е, перша ліга, але потім зрозуміло, що треба, треба все ж таки казати, що наша ціль це е, прем'єр-ліга, тому що, ну, ось так ми б вийшли б в першу лігу і все, не було в нас би мрії ніякої. А так у нас
4: ще є мрія на наступний сезон. Thanks, uh, we had a dream from the start, a goal we set to reach the Premier League level so that uh, our dream would continue after we reached the persia liga it wouldn't end and now we are on to the top flight
0: of course everyone listening you heard one of my great co-hosts ray good evening ray already got you working tonight mate with that <laughs> how are you doing there the king of north kiev
4: yeah hi adam uh, hello everyone yeah, I guess you already know that <laughs> I'm on air as well tonight, so looking forward to it. It's going to be a brilliant one. I... And of course, uh, Mr. Zoria Longdon, Andrew, how are you doing, mate?
5: Doing very well. Slight little change from what we've been talking about over recent weeks with you know the UPL, Euro build-up, etc. Let's see what the lower leagues have to offer.
0: Now, Artem, you mentioned there that you know first part of the project, going to the Persia Liga, Complete. Um, what what inspired you all to start with? You know the big rebirth of the historic club in Kryvbas. What was the inspiration to get you to get involved in the project first of all?
3: Opening this club, I've been very long because I was a fan of Kryvbas for a long time. That is, I attended both home and away games. I present Все це відродження – це zařady ultras і вболівальників. Тобто то ось так tak, з'явилося. Як ми могли прожити стільки часу без čas bez це питання. je Артем
4: Well, uh, Artem started his, uh, I wouldn't say a career, but away with Kurbas, fairy tale of his life with Kurbas. As an ultras, part of the ultras a long time ago, he traveled home and away with the team and everything uh, they've done uh, at the moment with the rebirth of the club and the promoting is done for the ultras and the fans first of all
0: uh, that's great to see. obviously i was i had the privilege of watching crew Bass earlier this season uh, away at Tarry of and I noticed there's a great support down there. But I know, Andrew, you've been champing at the bit to ask a few questions as well. So I'm going to bring in Andrew.
5: So with the rebirth of the club, uh, I know that there's the stadiums being rebuilt and refurbished. How is that progressing?
3: Ну, вона у розпалі і після невеличкої е, затримки на початку, коли проект був вже готовий, е, були там вибори в країні, трошки це завадило, але зараз такий темп, що обіцяють вже за рік е, готову арену. Тобто, можливо, до наступного дня міста Криворогу, яке було е, два дні тому, е, вже буде готова
4: арена металург. Well, uh, the stadium is under construction uh, as we speak, and it's a rapid one. I have to say that um, they, the promises, the plans were to finish it this year, but now it's, it's the, all the signs are pointing at the next uh, day of Krivi which is, uh, I believe, the last weekend of May, just like uh, the day of Kiev. Uh, so, next day of the city, which will be in 2022. We can expect the launch of new matchlock Stadium for Kribas Kribi. I
0: We're hoping. So in 12 months' time then, just to clarify, we're hoping to, to, to see everyone back in the same... Am I right? Is it, is it in 12 months when the cup final is expected to be in Kribi as well?
3: No, there was О, о, о коли е, починалося будівництво, тобто то були там чутки деякі, люди казали, що ця арена не буде відповідати всім нормам. Тому казали, що на ній зможе зіграти і збірна, і зможе відбутися і Кубок України, і Суперкубок України, а, але мені здається, я знаю, що з нами тут є люди з Одеси, мені здається, що крутішого місця для uh, Суперкубку, ніж Одеса, просто не, не може бути. Але це якщо з глядачами. Дійсно, якщо без uh, глядачів, то ну, тут будь-де кубок, суперкубок, ти суперкубок. Uh, ні, uh, кубок ще, фінал не планується, і... mm-hmm. Aleppo <laughs> Yeah,
4: there were rumors at the start that uh, this new natural stadium can uh, handle a national team uh-huh. game, cup game, super cup game. But as we have uh, uh, the representatives from Odessa tonight, we have to say that Odessa is the best place to host a super cup with the fans at the mm-hmm. stands. Without the fans at the stands, you can you can host it anywhere. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's but well, um, coming back to Creed Bus itself, you know. What is what is your you know the main goal of the project historically Bass were a very secure UPL team do you have desires for you know to conquer Europe Champions League or are you going to be happy in the the Premier League what
3: what what the hopes for for the club No uh divit'ya nu ya ne pan Yaroslavsky ya tut ne budu kazaty shcho tam ktois povin intermityty Идет да, Кривбас, Европа гранди українського футболу. Я просто скажу, що ми за розвиток футболу. Окрім того, що в нас з'явився Кривбас, як відродився Кривбас, в нас продовжує працювати академія велика, там 400 дітей і їх стане більше, тому що ми відкриваємо ще три школи по місту. У нас місто велике, 150 кілометрів. В нас Кривбас 2 буде команда у другій лізі. І в нас буде формуватися жіноча команда we are about development,
4: not about plans. Artem claims that he's not Alexander Yaroslavsky, so he wouldn't be shouting, beware Europe, we are coming, we are coming. Uh, we are not saying that. Uh, everything in krivi is about development. And uh, one of that would be surely the development of youth that uh, Krivbas Kiverich uh, second team would be launched uh, next w- year in Druha Liga, and as well uh, the academy works um, still works at the city, as there is um, 400 kids, and there are going to be more as uh, club is opening three more schools in town, as it's a long town, uh, and uh, uh, and also the women team is going to be prepared. And uh, in Kribbas it's all about development and nothing else.
0: Now that's great to hear. You know, real good sustainable planning, which is, you know, what what we one of the you know things we love here on the podcast as well to hear. Remember Andrew Ray. Remember when Maxim joined us way back about sort of 10, 11 months ago? Said that Crivvy Kri- uh, Ridge is a hotbed of football. It's a great footballing community down there. So it's really good to see you know, see it being provided for. Well, Andrew, I'm going to bring you back in now, mate.
5: Yeah, so, I mean, we've already been talking about the academies and how the team has sort of been developing. Is there any sort of concrete way that, you know, the style of football to develop? Like, how is there any sort of anything that tactical, molecular involved?
3: No, look, I started so no, I started in the past, know I was in right? Тут я скажу що я не суркіс я не буду лізти в керівництво там, ну там в тактику чи в якісь там побудову гри чи в трансфери чи Я можу сказати, що так. Там, наприклад, підписання Артура Кармози взимку для іміджу клубу це було добре, тому що це людина, у якого є ім'я, вона чемпіон Європи, вона грала і в вищій лізі. тобто. Ну, люди казали, люди, які коментатори такі, диванні експерти, вони казали, що де трансфери, де круті футболісти, а якщо їм сказати, що ми купили там квасова, збуня, пирогова, для них а хто це? А тут купили карнозу, а, ну це круто, це крутий чувак. Тобто ось так я міг сказати, що таких диванних експертів це ну там, задовольнило і все добре. І Артур а, приніс користь з клубу і, і приносить. Але я не буду лізти там у, в керівництво. Тому для мене так, я бачу, що в нас команда швидка дуже дуже швидка команда, тобто це все що я бачу. І швидка вона не тільки на полі, але і в розвитку, все що відбувається а, біля футболу.
4: Uh, as Артем uh, stated previously, he's not Alexander uh, in this question he would like to state that he is not circus neither. So he wouldn't be involved in tactics or transfers or build-up play, nothing of that. The team, uh, you know, uh, they signed Artur Karnoza, who is uh, a name in Ukrainian football. And for so-called SOFA experts, it was good enough. Uh, because when uh, Kriba signed uh, Kwasov or Zbun, the experts uh, from home said, who are they? And uh, with Karnoza, they finally got to their relief. Well, jokes aside, uh, the team plays fast football, the picture... Of the, of the game, and the build-up plays uh, acceptable, as we know that CreveBass promoted in the end. And uh, the, the team is fast and rapid, both on-pitch and off-the-pitch, as mm-hmm. we previously heard about the rapid growth of the infrastructure.
0: I agree, agree completely. I've had the pleasure of watching bus a few times this season, and they're a really enjoyable, enjoyable team to, to watch on the pitch. I think, Neil, you might agree. I know you've watched a couple of games. I think you'd agree with me there, mate.
1: Uh, definitely, uh, I mean, they probably are the most entertaining team in that division, I would have thought. I mean, OK, they came second to Metal, who've got all that money. Similarly, from Mr. Jaroslavsky, we've mentioned a couple of times, but I've really enjoyed the Kripas games. And I think they're a really good addition to the first league. I think yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing them develop next season as well.
0: Um, Artem, real big question for us. What are the plans for next year? Do you want to do a Vérez Rivna and go straight through the Persia? Or are you looking for sustainability and a slower progression?
3: No, well, uh, I don't know. I think that the last two years they are not about really stability. The clubs are not stable, even our Там плюс скільки там у шахтаря було плюс 23 чи скільки там а зараз мінус 13 Ну тобто, це є також не ну не, нестабільно і е, якісь результати і у внутрішніх змаганнях, і на євроарені є такі нестабільними. Тому е, якщо не зараз, то коли е, е, ми плануємо підсилення у літній міжсезоння Ми вже е, же вже працюють головний тренер, помічники тренерів, спортивний директор, наші там скаути, вони працюють. Ми будемо підцілюватися і йти далі. Ми
4: наша ціль Прем'єр-ліга, я ж це сказав на початку інтерв'ю. Well, let's start with uh, the last 2 years in Ukrainian football. they were not about stability at all as we see uh, Two years ago, Shakhtar won the championship with uh, plus 23 points and now they lost it with minus 13. So, there's a huge gap in that, as well as the U- UEL and UCL tournaments for our Ukrainian clubs. So, yeah. speaking of Krivbas, as Artem stated in the beginning, their goal is Premier League. So, transfer are, transfers are being planned right now by both coaches and scouts. So, up for grabs.
0: Seen it was. Now, of course, uh, Artem... You, you were involved in that incredible experience match uh, occasion in Kharkiv, uh, Kharkiv last weekend. From, from your side, from Krivvast's side, what was it like being back in a stadium full of so many spectators last weekend?
3: Ну такі відчуття в мене трошки. Ну вони знаєш протилежні, тому що ну так, така кількість людей і тут ну, не те, що там команди там наш кривбас вперше грав за такою атмосферою. Хоча атмосфера у нас на рідному стадіоні в нас там дві з половиною тисячі місць, але за карантинними нормами їх ти Але в нас галасно, у нас дуже крута підтримка. В нас дуже круті ультрас. Ось вона. Це це щось таке, це шок для для будь-якого футболіста потрапити на таку арену. Тим паче, що останні два роки люди взагалі, ну там, вже з людьми якось незвично грати. Але, ну, я як амбасадор збірної, я веду матчі на НСК, де така ж кількість людей була з з усіма карантинними нормами. Тобто, мені це було так, ну... Звично, я звик до такої аудиторії, хлопці не дуже звикли, але ось та інша сторона медалі це в тому, що ну дійсно це відношення таке, ну трошки не до своїх до харківчан, як казав один політик, тобто, ну якиті, ну, є карантинні норми в країні, є правила, є норми там протоколи УАФУ. Просто цими нормами люди вони у них рекорди. Вони побили рекорди, вони цим пишаються. Ну, сподіваюсь, інші рекорди Харків після цього не буде бити ніякі. А так, ну, я ж кажу, так, атмосфера була, ну, дійсно крута і ну, такого давно не було.
4: The feelings from this game, uh, from the atmosphere, are quite controversial, to say the least. Uh, Yes, there were lots of people, and the atmosphere in the the stadium is uh, new for uh, any player who played one and a half years without any audience at all. Uh, Although in Career Week there is always a beautiful atmosphere, thanks to Ultras and uh, 2000 fans, which are... um, lower number as of uh, 1,000 or 1,250 with the uh, mm-hmm. restrictions these days. But still, um, in Kharkiv, there was, um, for a an, for an, uh, national team ambassador, uh, who, who Artem is, it's, he used to this, if on and, and, and the rest of the games, as the number of the uh, audience was pretty much the same as in Kharkiv. But for, for the players, there was surely something new and uh flip side of the coin is certainly the quarantine restrictions not respected at all on this game and uh, well hopefully there there were records set in terms of numbers of people uh, visited but uh, hopefully after that Arki would not be uh, putting on any records at all.
0: Well said there, well <laughs> said Artem. Now uh, I want to thank you so much for your time Artem, as uh, say we do wish you the best of next season, and say thank you, thank you for providing us with this great insight into into the club. And we wish you the best luck for next
3: season. Я так в інтерв'ю був мене позаду мене була ось така футболка, це футболка криворізького кримбасу 96 року, і ось наша ціль, ну мені здається, ось ось така, це Бронзовая медаль 2000 року, 92-го, 2000, тому ось я сподівався, що така історія знов буде повторюватися і Кривбас буде в Прем'єерлізі і будуть крути, круті матчі із Чорноморцем, із Карпатами, із Дніпром, із Металістом, із Зореєю, ну,
4: все як було раніше. Тому і Таврію чекаємо там також. Yeah, well, as we recorded, uh, Artem had uh, a vintage uh, career basket from uh, the 90s behind his back as well as the medal uh, of 99-2000 uh, third place, bronze, mm-hmm. which led to the EuroLeague debut for Kriwe uh, And we surely expect, as Artem said, uh, these games um, next season and uh, so on in Premier League with Chernomorets, Moritz and, of course, and Sanfropo as well.
0: So of course, Neil, this is a great time to bring you in. Obviously, Artem had that, you know, incredible mm-hmm. experience of being over there at the weekend.
1: From your side, what the hell is going on? Oh well, I mean, it, again, it's it's the usual soap opera that you bring me on here for in Kharkiv. Yeah. That's um, as Artem was saying, you know, that the match. Nobody's sure about what the exact um, crowd was in the metal versus Krivbass games, some places saying 32,000, other places saying 38,000, 39,000, but it was a lot. I mean, we've seen the pictures, we've seen the game, and there were a hell of a lot of people there. And also the 1925 game against Chöna Moritz, I think it was 31,000 at that game as well. So, you know, there are the COVID protocols that have been broken quite clearly. Um, the Metal game especially was controversial, as autumn was saying because um the mayor sort of was telling people they have to turn up for this game i mean school kids were told they have to turn up teachers were told they have to turn up for it so that yaroslavsky had a full house for his unveiling of the new metalist name so uh, that's where that went i mean it's a real shame because we've both teams have been really great um it looks like 1925 are on the verge of promotion it, looking at the fixtures it would take a an almighty mess up to to not go up now. Uh, metal, obviously, have gone up. Um, but we've still got all the controversies going on in the background. I mean, we've heard various things about what's going to happen to 1925. And when you think of how 1925, each year they've tried to progress and they've had that sort of similar model to Griff. That's where they've been bringing youth teams through and the whole infrastructure they've worked on and keeping the stadium going. And they've finally got on the verge of promotion after blowing it in the last couple of years and it, it feels a real shame that it's now been all the under all this controversy really um nobody knows exactly what's going to happen um some of it's one rumor is that Metalist 1925 are going to become a um feeder club for Shakhtar sort of very similar to the Mare type model um another one is which actually I saw from Matt Andrew first of all was um changing the name to avant which is the oldest name of um club in Kharkiv. i don't know if that's someone putting two together two and two together and making five because i did see on an unusually quiet day for Kharkiv football there was a um article in one of the newspapers that was talking about the old name of avant so whether they have took this story and made something out of it that that's going to happen I don't think that would be a necessarily bad thing. A lot of people are saying that Metalist 1925 and Metal should join together, but I don't think Yaroslavsky's that kind of reasonable guy uh, who would like a win-win situation. I think he wants a win-lose situation with 1925 being the losers. A couple of days ago on Radio Holos, who have always supported 1925, quite a nationalist sort of radio station, someone called in and claimed that he knew that Storazenko was going to do a deal with Yaroslavsky. So I don't know how true that is. Um, there's been a lot of trying to muddy the name of metalist by the pro sort of Yaroslavsky press as well. I mean, there was something where an advertisement to them to a match was against, was next to a advertisement for a, uh, Pro Russian party, so it was like old oh, 1925 pro Russian, but it was just nonsense. So, these are all sorts of nonsense going on, and it is a real shame, really, because both teams have done really well. um As I've said to you before, I don't think there is space for two teams in Kharkiv long term, but I'd like Metalist 1925 to go up, maybe go for this name change and see how things go. I don't think it's a long term si- solution, though. Um, as we've said as well they have put a lot of um time rather than money because they haven't got loads of money into the development of youth and a lot of youth schools in the area which have used that avant-harde name as well um whereas you know Yaroslavsky's there shouting his mouth off we're going to buy five Brazilians and six Argentinians and all this sort of stuff so very different philosophy as well of how to do things I think so that's not exactly in a nutshell, but that's basically what's going on.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those, isn't it, where you're just trying to p- push away the mist and try and figure out what, what's going on behind there. And once you get all the mist out of the way, there's a whole load more.
1: Yeah, so, exactly. And, I mean, you know, a lot of people in the hardcore now they're saying, like, well, you know, two teams is better than no teams, so let's see how it goes. And I think that's yeah. probably the best way of doing it. There was one guy who... Um, to me, was actually very, very anti sort of metal and what was going on. And he thought Yaroslavsky was behind it all along <clears the> <throat> and he was quite against it. But then I saw him in a photo that Andrew took in the uh, National Stadium next to Yaroslavsky. So who knows what's going on really? <laughs> 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 there we go. I mean, Yuri, uh,
0: obviously, Toronto Moretz is your, is your passion and uh, a uh, dear support uh, ball. But as you say... What's, what's been the opinion down there in the club about everything going on in Kharkiv? There must be some, some relief slightly the promotion's done. You had the great uh, results. When was it? Last week? Ag- against uh, 1925. Guaranteed the, the promotion. What's, what's been your, your view of everything going on in Kharkiv this year?
2: Yes. Finally, after two years in darkness, are uh, coming back to Ukrainian premier league finally it happens because i think without without chernomorets without such a historical clubs like chernomorets like kryvbas like metalis nipro i think our league our highest division is losing uh, losing attention losing uh, supporters and uh, i hope i hope that it will increase uh, increase the uh, popularity of the matches and uh, such a club uh, we want to see in Ukrainian Premier League. So it was the massive win. Oleksiy uh, Antonov, uh, one of the youngest coaches in the history of the first league in the top four, by like the youngest uh, manager, which promotes team to Ukrainian Premier League. So big congratulations to the coaching staff. And do not forget the Sergei Kovalets we started the season with cherno we he created a huge fundamental fundamental for this win he uh, with looking on the matches with kovales with antonov you feel confident that Moritz could win you know because in the previous years was not stable every match was nervous you need to do, to drink Valerianka, you know to see the matches now now you you watching the matches and you feel confident that if okay we, we can lose we can play draw but you you have the feeling that finally we we win the next match so i'm just happy and congratulate uh, to chernomorets to veras which also my i think to my native clubs they which will uh, play in, uh, in the Premier League the next season.
0: I mean, yeah, great congratulations. I I caught a Chona Moretz game way back at the start of the season when Verez went down to Odessa and uh, played there, and Chona Moretz won 1 0, if I recall correctly. But I Personally, I have to confess I haven't seen much of John Moret since. I what think, what's, sorry. What, Yeah, what sort of football?
1: What's the style of football that that they do play? Well, I mean, sorry, I'm jumping in on Yuri there because he's his club. But I, I've, I think since the break, they've looked a lot more solid in defence. Like last year, it was sort of like they could score three or four goals, but you might think that they may let three or four in. Whereas this year, it's been very, very solid, especially since. The winter break I think you know they've really made the defence a lot more solid because they've got a lot of good attacking and exciting attacking players but that seemed to be done in the past couple of seasons without much thought for defence whereas they've got a lot more solid in defence I think.
0: Who were those key players Yuri in defence for you? Who who were the names to look out for in the UPL next year?
2: yes for for example uh, the chernomorets player artur avagiman was named uh, the best player in the first league after the first uh, half of the season and of course uh, for the next season uh, for ukrainian premier league we need uh, to improve the squad also because uh, yes the squad is all, is good is really good for the first league and even possible to play in the ukrainian premier league but uh, chernomorets the historical club for ukraine uh, deserves to be at least at, in top five, and if uh, if the club want to be in the in top five, of course the squad need to be improved, uh, and not also the squad of the first team. I think the club also need to be improved by the marketing side, by the work with the fans. So it's it's a great reason to improve all directions of the clubs, and to show to the Ukrainian. Audience, that odessa is really back with the with the full stadium full, uh, in according to the current rules, of course. But uh, we need to show that it's really a football city which is coming back.
0: And uh, uh, just for people who don't know so much about John Moritz, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Last year there were was it American investors that came in to get involved with the stadium side of it. Or did they get involved with the whole club
2: there? Uh, more, than, more than 20 years, the, uh, the club have uh, the owner, Leonid Klimov, which invested so big money to the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, big thanks to, to him because we know the stories that Dnipro, Metalists, such a big clubs, they were disappointing for some uh, time, disappeared, disappeared for some time. And Czerno yes, uh, could be successful, could be not so successful, but is still existing. And uh, we were even in top six after 2014 when the things uh, go down and uh, the best uh, players uh, leave the club. But uh, concerning American uh, investors, uh, they bought the stadium, the stadium which... Uh, was built by, by the club by the Chernomorets, and mm-hmm. uh, as I know they have meeting with uh, Mr. Tukhanov, the mayor of Odessa and they have the plans to invest in the infrastructure to improve the stadium to improve the park where located the stadium and uh, maybe maybe they have also an in, in intention to to cooperate and to buy the club, but uh, officially it's, uh, it's not known still so we will be just waiting news and i don't want to to speak maybe a lot in this direction because yeah, everything enough. everything is not official now in the now in negotiations so mm. we will see how well it will be
0: uh thanks for that to say for us as well you know we we just hear snippets uh, having somebody from adesa with us we we have to ask the questions definitely now uh, Andrew, I'm going to come across to you, and then Ray, I'm going to come to you, mate. So, Andrew, of course, you were in Kharkiv, um what was it, last weekend, or you, you're, you're whizzing around all over the place. I never quite know where you are, but you were, you were, you've, you've seen the change in the city and the sort of, you know. The move back to the old club and seeing Morex getting promoted back to the UPL, does it fill you with excitement that these, you know, historic clubs are starting to come back? And I know we we we're gonna, we can't get through the show tonight without referring to the old Dnipro. But what what are your opinions on what's going on in Kharkiv? How do you feel about you know Morex coming back? It's going to be a big help, a big boost to the UPL next season.
5: Well, yeah, it's kind of you know, symbolic that the UPL is going back to 16 teams and these sort of older sides are making a comeback. Obviously, Metalist won't be there yet, the Metalist Metal. Um But yeah, with Trodno-Moritz, that's great. Veres as well, one of the old school UPL sides and, you know, good to see them going up. They seem to be sustainable at the moment. No one knows for sure yet, but... Um, hopefully they carry on and yeah, Harkiv. Uh, like I was there a few weeks ago, it was just before like all the murals and uh, all the new posters on all the different buildings um, started appearing. But yeah, it seems like there's a real sentiment for the club coming back. Um, previous guest of the show, Andriy Senkiv, um, he did a sort of quite a controversial Facebook post about it. And he was getting a lot of sort of, I guess, unwarranted death threats and like um, quite poor abuse for just, you know, stating his opinion that he says that um, in general, it's like um, people coming to like a feudal lord and like clapping. And it's like, oh, everyone shouting Yaroslavsky, Yaroslavsky, like as if he's some sort of, you know, a saviour or something like that. You know, I mean, he is—he's—he was a good owner of Metalist when they were around. Obviously, he's not been around for nine years, and I guess maybe the bits that he says where, you know, there's been no football in in Kharkiv uh, before I was here and and since I've gone, that's pretty, I think, unfair on you know Metalist 1925 and also the history of Metalist Kharkiv anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's sort of exciting. We'll see what happens next season. Could be another sort of a metal repeat of Drojeliga, but in Persaliga with, you know, a bunch of Brazilians or anything. But then it's also up in the air that the potential that they could somehow merge with Metalist 1925 or something like that. Too early to tell, really. Um, I just hope whatever happens, it ends up being sustainable because, you know, don't want a repeat of more clubs folding.
0: Yeah, well said. I saw Ray. I saw you nodding along with Andrew. There parts of it. I, I take it you you're fully in agreement with Andrew's sentiment.
4: Nothing to add there, really. I just recalled uh, right in the end of uh, Andrew speaking. I just recalled the quote of our uh, good friend of the pod, Voldemort Zverov, that you cannot relegate from Premier League. I don't know why. I don't know the how how it comes to my mind, but here it is up right down the wire.
0: Uh, well, so well said. I, uh, I think it was something, Andrew, you said something there about, or Yuri, about going up with four or five resilience in the team. I'm going to go out by four or five resilience and that's going to sort everything out. And I, when I heard that earlier in the week, I just sort of shook, shook my head in disbelief. I, 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 as to sum up, you know, I think you summed it up there, Andrew, quite well when you, you said the word sustainable. And it was so nice when we bought them earlier to hear about the projects we're bringing through the youths. And as Neil said, there with Metal, N- Metalist 1925, bringing having the schools and the academies. Uh, Yuri, d- uh, down in Odessa, is it the similar scenario there? Are the schools there? Are the academy teams there? Is there the process in Torna to bring through the youngsters and keep that sustainability? In the club,
2: I can say about the academy of Chernomorets, uh, which gave to the world the Ballon d'Or winner Igor Bilanov, which is from Odessa and started his career in Chernomorets, and after uh, was transferred to Dynamo Kiev, where he won the Ballon d'Or. Uh, so, the for example, musolitin also the world champion of uh, under twenty. Uh, academy of Chernomorets was in all times, very powerful, and uh, Trinomoros really has one of the best infrastructure uh, among the football clubs in Ukraine, uh, three training bases, uh, two for youth uh, teams, so every uh, really, really great stadium in the center of the city, so everything for the Premier League, everything for the really great results uh, the club has.
0: Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, really quickly before we dive on to Drew, uh, I think mean, Ray uh, at Oberon this year. Of course, you've seen a lot of the teams come through. Do you feel it's the you know the strongest teams you've seen come out at the top of the league? What teams have impressed you in the Persia this year?
4: Yeah, good question, Adam. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. As uh, I cannot, as I previously said, you cannot relegate or fold a club in Premier League as much as you. I don't know who who can promote from Persia as uh, we have Mikolaev right out of the blue uh, in in lined up for promotion, which is actually a, a um, an industrial club, uh, uh, one of the very few old school industrial clubs like. Metallurgs from Zapriž. Antonijsk used to be metalist of course. Old Krivbaz. And now I cannot see this team promoting in any way. I mean, I didn't know if they actually planned promoting. What happened is a miracle to me. Same with our Business, which does not have a stadium. Or, uh, I don't know about the training base, but well, this is a very new club. And along with the trends, on agricultural clubs, it might fit really well into the Premier League and we all be enjoying it there. But fair enough, that's fair to say it's not, uh, just doesn't have all the resources for it. Uh, Also, there is uh, Metalist 1925, which we previously discussed. Honestly, I don't see them in the Premier League just because of all the soap opera. They might just promote for, um, be, be bought their plays can be sold uh, by, to Jaroslavski um, and he, he, would, he would just replace the teams. And I, I don't want to get into that, really. So, in the end, we get Varus without stadium and a training base, but with a large fan base and a great media coverage, obviously, and investments. We have Chernomorets Moritz with the history and uh, I'm not really clear about their financial side of things, but let's drop it for now. And nothing else, no one else. I would love to see uh, my team promoted from North Kiev, but we saw in, against, in the game against Paris that it just cannot happen at the moment. And I'm not sure when it's happening. Of course, I'm hoping for best, and uh, the next year's um, reforming of uh, Persia Liga certainly would come in handy for us. But in the end, it's, all, it's a clear intrigue. And so I don't have an answer to the question: Who's going to promote the third season?
0: Oh, thanks for that. Uh, now we've we've touched, we've had a discussion about Group B of Druva. We've we've spoken about Persia. Uh, Neil, Group A. We, we we know you love Group A. <laughs>
1: we know yeah. you love Group A. <laughs> I don't know where that came from I think it's, uh, it just seems to be that I'm always free when there's a Group A game on That's, <laughs> so now I've turned into the Group A expert just from having no social life at all <laughs> so yeah no I, I I have really enjoyed it um, the top five teams in there uh, have all looked really really good I mean it's um, it looks like Ushgorod and Padilia are going to go up and obviously they're two teams that a lot of people would like to see in the Persia League because they're, you know, they're entertaining teams. They're big teams. They've got good support, good mm. historical names. Um, it does look like they're going to be the teams promoted. Ushkarov's last two games are against voline 2 and Karapati Lviv. So you'd okay. expect them to yep. win that. Um, Padilia have got Rubicon. And then the last day of the season, they've got Epicenter, who were the team in third. So it, could go down to that but Padilla's goal difference looks so much better than Epicenters. You'd think that by then it would be good and Padilla going up um, but Epicenter have been good Dinaz have been entertaining Karpati Halic have been really really good um, a couple of teams below them have surprised everyone and then probably a few at the bottom um, less said about the better. Rubicon and Shikha especially come to mind. And obviously, Kopati, and Lviv have been a very big disappointment. And I'm probably going to annoy a lot of people. A lot of Kopati fans who listen <laughs> by rigging it up. <laughs> like. uh,
0: fair enough. Yeah, like you said, uh, Bukovina and Neva, it's, it's great. It, it, it feels like with Bukovina and uh, Czernoviczi and Neva that they've bounced now. They've, they've hit rock bottom. They've scruffed along the bottom for a few years and they seem to have just, you know, the signs, the embers of a little revival have started there.
1: Yeah, they, they look decent teams. I mean, it's just that that top five that I mentioned are yeah. just so much better than yeah. everyone else in that league. I mean, honestly speaking, it's been entertaining. uzgorod and Karpati Halic, especially are very entertaining teams. Um, but... Are they as good as Metal and Krivbas? I don't think so. Really, I think it's a weaker league in general. But it's been entertaining. It's been good. There's been a lot of goals, so can't complain.
0: <laughs> you, yes, I mean, question as well. There is the fine the finances. I know Padelia quite well, and uh, there there isn't much money in K- Klimeninski football. So, but fortunate that it is such a hub. There that they've got so many supporters, uh, that will be able to get behind them next year in the Persia, once spectators are allowed in mm-hmm.
1: in, in, in larger numbers. And with Osgrud, I mean they're prob- possibly going to be the biggest club in the area. If I don't know what's happened to Minai since. Last time we spoke, but you know, what, the, the another soap opera in yeah. another part of the country. <laughs> we, could, well, we could have the Yorkshire Derby down there next. Yeah, year. exactly. Oh. That'd be that'd be brilliant.
0: <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> well, we think Ingolet's still not having a licence to play, I and mean, could well end up. In, oh my god! yeah,
1: it's
0: certainly going to be. Yeah, great. It will be great to see both both clubs. Up. I have been... Uh, I was curious why Dinaz fell away a little bit. I've, at Christmas, I thought they were
1: oh, they shirings. F- I mean, them and Karpati Halic, it's just when they play the other top teams, they don't get the results. You know, Uzzurrod and Padilia can grind out the results against anybody, whereas they drop points against the other top teams, both mm-hmm. of them. Uh, which is why, I mean, it could be a really good game at the end of the season. The um, Padilla epicenter, but I think Padilla's goal difference looks like it's too much. Um, you know, so that that'd be quite interesting. I mean, and just going back to the first league on the last day of that season as well. I think um, there's who's in that? I think there's an agro business and Nikolayev could be a massive game as well in there. So on the last day of the first league,
0: definitely. I mean, right, got Sorry, before, I went off
1: there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Before before we wrap up, I mean, who who do we see taking third spot?
1: Uh, I'll start with you Neil uh, um, 1925 come on uh, we've got Kremin <laughs> next game is Kremin come on <laughs> we
0: don't we don't mention Kremin in, in, in this room uh, uh, no i probably,
1: probably tempting fate. fate every every time I've come on I've said 1925 aren't going to make it because of the soap opera and Ray's just said that but I think I mean Mikhailayv, like he said they've been they've been the real surprise package but you look at the last couple of games and it's Metalist have got Kremen and uh, Neva. So you'd hope that they'd get through with those games, really. Um, agribusiness don't look as good as they have. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're playing each other the last game of the season, Nicolae, and Agribusiness. So I think, I think it's Metalist to lose, really. Uh,
0: Yuri, do you see uh, Agribusiness or Nikolaev catching uh, Metalist?
2: It's a good question because the first uh, team is still unknown who will play in the next season in the Ukrainian Premier League. Uh, now the best chances they have Metalist 1925 but hard to imagine really how it will be because the Metalist 1925 was created in the honor of that Metalist which was uh, one of the best in Ukraine for the clubs. And now we know that uh, Metalist is back. So, it will be really interesting to see how it will be. For, for example, will, for me, it will be interesting to see uh, some new team. For example, Mikolaj. I don't know. Who they they many years missing in the Ukrainian Premier League. And uh, I don't know how they really prepared for the Ukrainian mm-hmm. Premier League by the financial situation, by all aspects ospe- of the club. But, for example... I think stadium more or less prepared, more or less. Maybe stadium is r- really pre- prepared to the Ukrainian Premier League. I think it will be in one month. It's impossible to prepare the stadium. So it will be interesting for me to see, for example, Mikolaev. But uh, I want to see uh, the fight on the field. So the best, the best should win this place.
0: Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Ray, Andrew, you're sitting with uh, Neil, the metalist, for going to take the third spot?
5: Yeah, probably. Um, Otherwise, it will be an interesting metal, metalist derby next season. Um, I mean, everyone does want to see that because. I do have some agree with some sentiments of um, Yuri where he's saying that Mikolaev would be a brand new team, sort of like a, a new thing. But I have questions over whether they'd get the license because you know how the UPL works. Well we don't know how the UPL works. So um <laughs> whether they got whether they'd get a license or not is another question. And you could see potentially Mikolaev being one of those um like similar to how Crystal has been in the Persia this year, whipping boys, unfortunately. So, you know, for actual stability, probably MetaList 1925 would be the better option for next year at least. Or for now, I'll, <laughs> I'll say, until um, things uh, heat up. <laughs> right. They haven't really not heated up, though, have they? I think that's a problem. Um,
1: you know, it's like his tagline, Yaroslavsky's tagline, it used to be, believing in the club was the, the thing that you saw in Harkiv everywhere for the old metalist and i believe in only one club he's changed into and you're like we know what you say there sasha come on <laughs> so he's going to he's, he's not going to be good let's be honest but let's hope we could do it anyway <laughs> sorry 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 adam uh, right <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Bukovina because the very last chance of historical promotion to Premier League for this team was in 2013 when they weren't given the license. They were the the odd one out option and they had all the chances, but they were just not given the license. Therefore, I'm saying that this season, whoever takes the third spot might just decline it, you know, refuse from promotion and the other team wouldn't be given the license, and so on and so on, and we go just down the line until we have someone who says, okay. I got So credit. Obalon are going to go up then? Yeah, Obalon. Obalon, I'll go. So we wouldn't expect that from our management, from our board or CEO, I, I tell you that much. So, uh, yeah, I would rather see Obalon the second team in Premier League than the first team. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an open question. I don't have an answer for that, unfortunately.
0: Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, that's it for tonight, guys. It's it's a talk, promised you a mammoth episode and it certainly has been. <laughs> Thanks everyone for for listening at home. Uh Yuri, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. For for people listening, and if they want to follow uh, more about the Chornamoret story, is there anywhere where they can follow it on social media?
2: Yes, thank you for the invitation. It was a big pleasure to to speak with, with you today. Uh, of course, in social media, everything is available. Czorna pages you can visit, you can read the news. So everything you can see also in official, in official uh, social media.
0: Fantastic. I so say we wish you a happy summer and good preparations for the UPL.
2: Thank you. Uh, thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Neil, it's been a pleasure as always. We promise Thanks you this, sto- this story isn't going to finish over the summer.
1: no. We'll no. Like- <laughs>
0: Hey, people who uh, new listeners who want to follow follow what's going on and learn a bit more through you where's the best place on social media for probably
1: that? twitter and it's nf holloway underscore neil that's not a great name but that's what it is but
0: <laughs> it's memorable memorable <laughs> hey uh, ray from both sides your insight into everything. And I, I, what I love, Ray, is when you come out with all this stuff, I've, I haven't got a clue about you. Then, you saying about Book of Fiena in 2012, 2013? Great stuff. Really, pleasure as always. Uh, for new listeners, where's the best place for them to
4: to follow you? Pleasure is all mine, Adam. Uh, place for me is Instagram, Casual.
0: Thank you, as always. And Andrew, uh, been a pleasure as always, mate. Looking yeah. forward to the next one. Where's the
5: Absolutely. best place for
0: people to follow you?
5: Missouri Lundonsk on Instagram and Twitter.
0: McCallson Adam at OverFoot 24. Until next time, everybody, take care and stay safe. Goodbye for now.